I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby? Just jump back in? I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Old Man Style Cards podcast. Back again, I am on a consistent run of a weekly episode. So give it up if you've been listening to the podcast. Give it up for this podcast because a lot of false promises wanting to do one every week. But I'm on a good run and excited that you are here today. We are going to uh, cover um, like kind of like three different card sets. Um, this episode is going to talk about a uh, recent 1989 Upper Deck Low Series from a sealed case box, a dream box of mine. We did a live break on Instagram and want to talk a little bit about my my findings in that box and all the fun that happened there and a little bit about why we did that and maybe could expire, inspire you to do something um, like that as well. We'll talk about the mystery of 1991 Fleer. Yes, folks, there is a mystery in the 1991 Fleer that just blew my mind and we'll be sharing very soon on Instagram as well, but it just blew my mind. So you definitely want to hang around on the podcast for the 91 Fleer update. And then also talk about 1991 Classic Draft Picks, a little bit of Brian Taylor, if you remember him, Russell Maryland. Uh, a couple of busts in there though, with those two. But then you also got Brett Favre and Manny Ramirez and uh, Larry Johnson and Eric Lindros, the team card. I mean, there is just, that, that box is awesome. So I want to talk about that. And uh, not, many, not much hobby updates. We'll talk about card shows uh, coming up next weekend. Um, so yeah, kind of hit on a little bit of those things today. And uh, appreciate you being with us today. So let me jump in real quick to 1989 Upper Deck. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, this is probably got you, at least got your attention because if you're collecting cards, you knew about Upper Deck. This was the first year they came out. When you hear 1989 Upper Deck, you think about Ken Griffey Jr., the rookie card, the iconic card of the Junk Wax era. Many would say that this card is the number one card to have if you're collecting. And I will agree with you. I, 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 will, I will say this card is just classic, classic uh, junk wax slash of my collecting era. And just loved this card. And so you got to have it. Um, you probably have heard me uh, speak on this uh few months ago, I actually opened a high series box, rolled the dice, and actually pulled a Griffey Jr. out of there, got it graded, and it came back as a seven. Um, just awesome time doing that. But um, going to talk, like, going to talk a little bit about this '89 Upper Deck Low Series box. So again, '89 um, Upper Deck is just the mecca of collecting these packs. Um, if you want to message me, we were trying to think about how much these packs cost. I think they cost about two dollars and fifty cents a pack, which was like. $300 back in the late 80s. Just kidding, but it was a lot of money. And these packs are just beautiful. The card design, the the holograms, everything about these cards, just absolutely gorgeous. 
and beautiful cards. Uh, this box came um, came about. Uh, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, his name's Josh. We were he, we were kind of talking about uh, some ideas about cards, and and he kind of hit me up and was like, "Let's let's do a, a card break box opening uh, for charity." And so, um, kind of told me to kind of research and see what what was out there. And the first thought, like again, what I said with this thing is, first thought that came to mind was nineteen eighty nine upper deck was the first thing to come to mind and i was like we we, we let's get one of these um fresh from a steel case boxes like let's do it right if we're gonna get a 89 upper deck the way to do it everybody is to get that low series you got a better chance better odds of getting um at least one griffy or multiple griffies in a low series box and then getting from a steel case you got you got absolute authenticity that nobody has searched through that box and pulled a griffy out of there and so um just kind of looked around and I realized there's a really good guy on uh, Instagram that I've seen. Um, he is uh, based out of te- uh, based out of Texas, and his name is Jackpot Cards. Awesome guy. Uh, was able to was able to find me one of the cleanest boxes you've ever seen, and we purchased that box and just decided to uh, you know go with this. And so we got the box. Uh, we met up this past weekend. Um, he owns a, a bar restaurant in downtown Garner called Shady's. If you're ever in Garner, North Carolina, and heading through downtown Garner, go check out Shady's. Awesome little sports bar there, and uh, we've actually had card shows there as well. So, been listening to the podcast, been keeping up with uh, the Instagram and all that good stuff. You probably have seen Shady's or be talking about that before. Quick plug, as I always do in the podcast, if you are not following be on Instagram, please hit the follow button and hit me on Instagram at Old Man Style Cards. Love it and love this posting. Basically, I post a card uh, consistently once a day. You're going to have content of a fun junk wax memory once a day. So please make sure you follow me. Having a blast doing that page. So follow me there on Instagram. Back to 89 Upper Deck. Now, we get, I get there, got the box. If you get anything from, from, from this guy at Jackpot Cards, just know that he wraps these boxes to perfection. Like, they are bubble wraps. I mean, this thing is like, you could throw a bomb and the cards would be protected and you would be safe. I'm not lying. These things are just absolutely beautiful. So, we get there. Uh, I get out my trusty gray uh, terry cloth towel that I dry my car with. It's my standard brake mat. So some people have been like, hey, can I get you a brake mat? I'll be open to a brake mat. But man, I love my terry uh, cloth towel that I have, the microfiber. Um, so, not Sorry, not terry cloth. My microfiber gray towel. That thing's super soft and I just love using it because no cards get dinged or messed up on that thing. But got out the mat and we went live on Instagram this past Sunday. You can catch that video on the Instagram. Went live this past Sunday. And I'll tell you, like, you know, the box went up paying, I believe, I believe we ended up paying a little over, we definitely paid over $400. I think it was $425 for the box, um, which is about the going rate. And again, he gave us a good deal, but that's about the going rate for a low series sealed box. This wasn't sealed with BBCE, which is Baseball Card Exchange. This was sealed with RVP, it's called RVP. Um, ripping uh, vintage packs. Uh, Kirk Christensen is the guy's name. Great dude, um, and another trusted person in the hobby that you could trust that could um, verify a box. So 
open that sucker up. Man, we went through quite a few packs, everybody. We are going pack by pack, pack by pack, and we weren't pulling a lot of stuff. There were really, I mean, as we were doing this, we were kind of joking of like, what's good in 89 Upper Deck? And like, there's not a ton really good anyway, guys, in Junk Wax stuff like this. But the Randy Johnson rookie cards in there. You've got a John Smoltz rookie card. you got a Gary Sheffield rookie card. Um, there's some good rookies in the 89 group, but nothing like that's going to blow you away as far as value outside of the Griffey, which is what everybody wants. There's cool um, Mark McGuire card, Jose Canseco, uh, Bo Jackson, Barry Bonds. I mean, there's some there's some good cards in there, but again, they just got to be perfectly centered, perfect to get any value because, again, they probably made a million 89 upper deck cards, maybe two million. Who knows? Tons of them. Um, they're out there just in hobby land. But, I mean, as we were going through them, I don't know if we actually hit the Griffey until, like, pack 24. Like, I mean, we were starting to get kind of... I was starting to sweat there a little bit that we weren't going to get a single Griffey in this box. Now, when I opened the high series, everybody, I, I pulled the Griffey in pack 9 or 10. I can't remember where in the box I pulled it. But um, I only pulled, like, three total rookie cards um, in the box when I did a high series. And, and I got this got lucky, I think. I just pulled a Griffey, and I got one from a high series box. And this box we got, in the low series box we just did, we got tons of rookie cards, uh, but only one Griffey uh, Jr. rookie card in the low series uh, box. And so um, as I've looked around the internet and different things, it looks like you can get one to three Griffey Juniors in this low series box. So what we did was not too far-fetched, in other words, of just pulling one, but a little disappointed because I wanted to get, I thought we were going to get two, just to be honest with everybody. I thought we would get two. The one we pulled is a beauty like the more i'm looking at it and the more i look at it i've got some feedback this thing could grade uh, pretty well it's definitely not a 10 um you know go ahead and get the hopes out of there but I, we might hit a, we might hit a nine and be able to get um maybe 200 225 to a charity when we sell the card we'll let you know when we sell the card um and when it's available maybe you can bid on it um and we'll let you know what charity it's going to go to once we get to that point but that's why we did this just to just to maybe hopefully this inspires you we opened this whole box of cards to find multiple griffies and then whatever we get from this box we were going to take that griffy junior um and the proceeds and put it towards charity so if you're ever looking to raise money or do something fun with the hobby always a cool thing is to give give things away like that and um you know, if you can use the hobby and to help raise money for charity, what a great way to do it. And again, that's what we did and great idea for you. So find a cool box to open, do it live if you want to, so people can see how cool that box looks. Cause that's also cool. Cause I don't buy $425 boxes often, uh, or at all in the hobby, uh, for myself. And so really fun to open and go through a box like that um last weekend so again 89 upper, upper deck if you're trying to buy a box just know that we just spent 425 dollars and we are not getting our money back if you ever in this hobby just a tip for you if you're ever in this hobby thinking that you can buy a box and you're going to automatically get your money back you are mistaken please do not do that please put the box down and walk away from your phone or the card shop do not think that you're going to get your money back or make money very rarely does that happen if you doubt me just look at all the box breaks that are happening current and past um vintage boxes they're just they're just tough 
Uh, most people want to open them because they like the thrill of the hunt like I do, or they collect cards and they don't really care about the flipping as much. But I will say every once in a while you can pull a box like an 89 upper deck box and all of a sudden you pull a card and you pull out a Bo Jackson and that thing is like perfectly centered and it could grade a 9 or a 10 and you know you can make some money on that but very tough to do and you got to pay money to get it grading and you got to go through the work of doing that and it's not as easy as it sounds 89 upper deck just to finish off on this um definitely a great great um, box of cards to open um it was definitely a, a thrill for me to go through a low series box like that um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful box. So shout out to Josh for letting me do that with him. Go check him out at Shady's. And now I have, um, one of these pristine 89 upper deck low series boxes for my collection too. So gotta love the cardboard of the cards and the cardboard of the wax box. So that's 89 upper deck. Hit me up. You got some questions about the 89 upper deck box. You're looking to buy one over the holidays, low series, high series, I got you covered. I can help you. Might throw some tips in to my Instagram. Might might make it like a stories page eventually at some point of just a couple of tips of things. So as you're looking for different things in the hobby or need some help, always reach out to me and let me know. I'm here to help you in the hobby. Buddy of mine named Alex, he is in Clayton. Um, I came across some boxes um, as well of cards. And two boxes I didn't have in my collection. So let's talk, let's go next into the podcast about the mystery of 1991 Fleer. I'm telling you, everybody, what I'm about to drop today, I think it's going to blow your mind. If it, if it doesn't blow your mind, that means you like no junk wax and you are in like what I say, the upper echelon of junk wax collecting if you understand what I'm about to do with you right now. And so, um, 1991 Fleer, absolutely awful, awful um, cards. I mean, they're, and I know people are going to get mad, but 1991 Fleer, they're bright yellow. Um, there's not many inserts in this, uh, not a lot to it. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, it's the mecca of junk wax. You can actually find a 1991 Fleer wax box, everybody. Uh, for around $10. So you can open 36 packs of cards and have a great time uh, for $10. So if you're looking for a, a, probably the cheapest rip, I would probably say this, the cheapest rip in the hobby might be 1991 Fleer. So if you want 36 packs, 10 bucks, do not buy that on eBay and pay $10 for shipping. Try to find one on the marketplace, card show, locally something, and just hit that $10 and just have fun going through packs because that is fun regardless of how ugly the cards are. But 1991 Fleer, you had, what, what I remember, I said the red box. You had this red wax box. Then you also had um, this, you had this, they had jumbo cello packs and, that were out there. You had uh, rack packs and things like that. I got this green box, and you'll see this on Instagram in the next few days. I got this green box, and these are all jumbo packs. And there are 24 jumbo packs 52 cards, I believe. Let me pull up my notes. There was these packs were so huge that I mean, they came with four stickers. I do that. I'm pulling up my notes now. They came with four stickers. Yes, four stickers. And I believe I ended up getting about a thousand twenty-five cards in here. So yeah, here it is. 
53 cards in each jumbo pack. Now, you get 24 packs of 53 cards and four stickers. You will get, once you rip all the packs, you will get 1,272 cards and 96 different stickers. Uh, just an unbelievable, it's probably the biggest box I've ever seen. Uh, look up 1991 Fleer, like uh, jumbo packs, cello packs, or type in 1991 Fleer green box and look how big this thing is. It is absolutely mammoth. Funny enough, and this is where I'll, I'll kind of blow mines. I'll start with a mini blow mine, but not that big of a blow mine. They're all-star. I thought that Fleer had all-star. They had all-star cards. They were black and had like three pictures on them, two on the front and one on the back. These things are beautiful. I thought you could get those in regular packs. I didn't know you could only get them in these giant 53-pack cards and the jumbo packs, and that's the only way you can pull them. And luckily, I was able to pull a Kingerfee Jr. right out the bat on it. And that's awesome because I don't have a single Griffey Jr. in my collection. Was able to pull one. But this box is just blow, it just blew my mind because of how many cards are in it. And number two, I didn't even know this box was around. And then number three, just Google 1991 Fleer Era cards. It's going to blow your mind too. I've talked about Jose Arebe before. Uh, a long, long time ago to podcast. It's not just about Jose Arebe, everybody. Just Google this King Griffey Jr. random error that's out there where you basically have the error card that says bats around 300. And then you got this uh, error card that's, that takes around the around and just takes it out of the card and says bats 300. Well, apparently there is an error card with that King Griffey Jr. 91 Fleer card that I'm pretty sure everybody listening has at least one because there's probably a million of them. Um, but it looks like there's not a ton of, or there's not a ton around, or at least not a ton graded, so we'll go by that, um, that have bat around 300 on the back. Um, so that means that Fleer, um, apparently the executives got mad that bat around 300 was on the back because apparently Griffey Jr. was batting 2.98 or something like that. And they're like, we can't have that in the card. They got mad and they basically took the word around off the card. And that is a, a hotter, more rare quote unquote card to find than the bat 300 card that doesn't have their around there. What I'm saying is probably uh, making your head spin but I will tell you, uh, <laughs> and I have never heard of this, and it still makes my head spin, but look this up. I had a buddy found one of his cards in his collection. Look it up. Let me know if you see it. I'm actually going to get this card graded just so I have the bat around 300 card in my collection just so I can blow people's minds because um, my mind is blown. All right. There you go. 91 Fleer. When I open it, by the way, I pulled you know a million cards like I just mentioned. And I, I barely got anything out of there, but I did get, uh, I ended up getting seven all-star inserts in there and I got a Barry Bonds all-star in there, which is really cool. But that Griffey Jr. all-star insert for 91 Fleer, as bad as I talk about the product, that thing is gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. So, uh, looking for a card on eBay, type in 1991 Fleer all-star King Griffey Jr. And when you see the card, you're like, ah, I remember that card, um, and so when you look at it, just know that it's not an easy card uh, to get because you only can get it in certain boxes. So uh, take a look at that. And then last, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the 1991 Classic Draft Picks Collection. So there was a Draft Picks Collection box that I bought, and it's it was hard. It was brutal, everybody. It's it, with All the cards uh, were sticking together, but I got lucky that the top cards in that box 
I was able to get a couple of good cards like the Larry Johnson number one overall pick card, the Lynn Jarls Larry Johnson teen card, which was the first card in that set. Absolutely beautiful card to not have in my collection. Um, I was able to get a couple of those cards in the top pack, but man, they all stick together. So if you're going to buy a 91 draft picks collection, you can still have fun, but you're going to have to peel them off. Um, they weren't all brutal. It was a little bit of sticking on some, like the Brett Favre card that I have. It has minimal sticking, um, but I don't know how many people want that card, um, but I'll keep it for my collection. But 91 draft picks, like I feel like they're ahead of the curve, ahead of its time. Like I put this on Instagram, and a lot of people were excited about it and said that was one of their favorite collections. And I agree, like you had you had some really good uh, cards in 91 draft picks collection you know and the way that they had their players in their you know college jerseys and highlighted like their their careers before they went pro like that and then just the borders of the cards and all of it the gloss on them even though they stick now just really ahead of its time and awesome product from classic pretty much everybody has seen those cards but an awesome product just um Yes, another one to add to the collection, but 91 Draft Picks collection. Um, like I said, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, a lot of busts. You had Russell Maryland, Brian Taylor. I mean, man, those guys were at Billy Owens. Forgot about Billy Owens. He was all over that, that set. And uh, man, none, none of those guys really panned out, but we all remember them. And uh, another thing that made me laugh too is I got pulled in on that box, and I'm like, it was like you could pull an autograph out of that box, like one in fifty thousand or something. I'm like, like I remember seeing those and getting so happy as a kid. I'm like, man, we're never pulling that. Did not pull an autograph. If I ever do pull an autograph from a, a junk wax box that they advertise, I will probably lose my mind because I've dreamed of pulling one of those like Joe DiMaggio or some kind of autograph like that in a box. So look forward to that. And I will definitely keep you posted if I ever pull that in there. Uh, excited next weekend, not this this weekend, but next weekend in Raleigh, uh, Friday and Saturday, Sunday show. So a three-day mega show with SGC grading on site in Raleigh, North Carolina um, at, the, um, at Dorton Arena. And so that is at the State Fairgrounds mega show. Three-day show. I will be out there next Saturday. So if you're out there, let me know. I'll be posting this on Instagram. Be doing a couple of meetups. If you want to bring uh, bring any cards for me to look at, let me know. I'll be on the hunt looking at junk wax boxes and some other random stuff and just having fun walking around a card show. I like to do that every once in a while during the course of the year. Love this show. Love the venue it's at. Definitely hit it up if you're in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. I will be there next Saturday. Not this weekend, but next Saturday. But again, three-day show. Check it out. Make sure you go to a card show. Tips around a card show, if you're in my shoes or what you should do if you go to a card show, go in, make sure that you um, are this, this, what I, but here's, the, here's what I do. I walk around the whole show, see everything, then walk back around, start making mental notes on what I want to buy. Um, maybe what I would like to look at closer and then, um, yeah, just start making my way through and just, uh, pick up a couple of things along the way, talk to some vendors that are there and learn a little bit about what they have, see what, see if they're willing to make any deals. I very rarely, and I know it makes people mad, but I very rarely buy anything at full price, um, at a card show, marketplace buy, like I like to get a little bit off, um, because, just some of this stuff there it's not rare the card market is way down right now 
And most people that I work with, they know I'll be a repeat customer. And so I ask them to do me that favor that if I work with them, they also work with me. And um, usually it goes, goes pretty well, but it's all about being respectful and knowing when you're buying something from someone, they're also trying to make a product. So don't get mad if they don't drop the price because they still have to make a product too. So also always keep that in mind. But always know when you're doing stuff like this, like the, the name of the game though is um, the, the, card, the card market's down. Like it is, it is really bad right now. Economy's really uh, bad right now too. But if you're looking to buy cards, I, I'm telling everybody right now, the time is now to buy sports cards, especially if you're a collector like me. You can find stuff right now at unbelievable deals that were, you know, 30, 40, 50% off what it was a year ago. And I don't know if it's going to, it's going to dip some more. I don't know how much more it's going to dip, but I'm already seeing, which makes me pumped, wax boxes that got inflated in the pandemic. Um, I'm starting to see people being like, all right, I can't hold on to it forever. Let me go back down to what the price was a long time ago, pre-pandemic. Um, especially some of these basketball wax boxes that have been super inflated because of the Jordan documentary. Um, I'm seeing those boxes go, going down in price too. So with all that said, when you go to a card show, you know, invite a friend, meet up with somebody over there. Um, I often just go, it's a great time just to get away from the day-to-day things and just enjoy the hobby and walking around and looking at sports cards. And it's not expensive. It's a $5 entry fee to get into the show and just have some good time just walking around looking at cards. Uh, another tip for you, if you like card supplies, um, I usually get uh, sleeves or top loaders from a card show, and uh, that's probably one of my favorite places that you can find. I will say locally, I have not been able to find top loaders or card sleeves at Walmart. Uh, that was my go-to place that had the cheapest ones. They have been sold out for at least the last, I would say, month, two months, um, in, in my local area, I can't find them anywhere. I don't know if people are just buying them and selling them. I don't know why they're off the shelves because they used to be easy to find. Um, uh, but yeah, I get some, um, a few things with, it comes to card supplies there. Um, but yeah, just kind of going through, um, and buying a couple of things for Christmas, um, instead of paying shipping. Uh, usually just a tip, don't freak out if you go to a card show and you thought that you were going to find, say you were going there to find 1987 Topps Wax Box, that was a dream box for you, and you don't find it, just know that card shows don't carry a ton of the stuff that we're talking about here on the podcast, and don't be too bummed if they don't have something, there'll be another card show in January, it'll also be, I believe, on January 7th, don't quote me on that, I know it's the, um, one of the first weekends out of January back in Raleigh at the Car Scott building. So you got two card shows for all my collectors in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. You got one next weekend and you got one the first part of January. So don't freak out, save your money. Um, you don't see something, hang in there. Um, and you can always haggle and talk uh, on eBay. And uh, I'll be talking about that on the next podcast on one of my um, Holy Grail um, buys that um, I got on eBay. So yeah, card show's coming up. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, just to wrap it up with the 91 Fleer, probably one of my favorite things to talk about today on the podcast. Just Google 91 Fleer airs. Uh, look up the Andre Dawson air. Look up uh, that King Griffey Jr. air. Look up Jose Arribe. Just look up all these random airs of 91 Fleer. Um, it's an ugly set, but Jessica can have some fun digging around and diving in there for not a lot of money. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Thank you again for uh, supporting uh, the Instagram and all the social media stuff. We're over, uh, I think it's like 2540 right now that I'm keeping track of. Uh, folks that are following the Instagram page, so over 2,540 people. Keep getting folks coming to the page, asking questions, always here to help. You ever want to shoot me any mail, uh, shoot me any of your favorite things, any things like that, I'm always taking uh, what I call mail days donations to add to my collection. I would love it. And um, often return the favor sometimes as well. So now that I'm over 2,500, I will be doing two giveaways this weekend. So stay tuned for those giveaways this weekend. Thanks again, guys. And thank you for supporting Old Man Style Cards. Have a great weekend.